Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Each week we'll recap and discuss a new episode. So come join us and our amazing guests from creators to cast to superfans to chat about all things Avatarverse. It's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. The Last Kids on Earth and their superhero alter egos are back in the latest installment of the graphic novel spinoff series, The Last Comics on Earth, Too Many Villains. Jack, June, Quint, and Dirk face their biggest challenge yet, creating the sequel to their hit graphic novel in a mad dash, puzzle-filled race across Apocalyptia to stop the biggest evil plan in history. Hey, you know what the creators of Last Comics on Earth's evil plan is? Make me and my kids love these books. Seriously, my younger kid is a huge fan of both the Last Kid series and the Last Comic series. It's true. And now I'm hooked too. The whole team has created a delightful cast of characters with some fantastic kid-friendly art throughout that will appeal to readers of all ages. Buy your copy of The Last Comics on Earth in stores today. You can also visit lastkidsonearth.com to learn more. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming out to Comic Book Club Live. Please give it up for your hosts, Alex and Pete. I'm Alex. I'm Pete. And that's what Out of the Roof with that and I'll tell you folks what, it is always a fun adventure to come in here to this theater. Yep. Like, you never know what's going to happen. Sometimes you come in and the couch is broken. Yep. Sometimes there's no chairs. Sometimes there's no curtains like tonight. Yeah. So you just have to cower backstage scared that somebody is going to see well, you. Well, what's nice is we do a show in a black box theater. Oh, So okay. currently there's some play running here, so they had to take out all the shit. There's Sorry, did you say stuff play, there's some play running or there's some blade running? Going on here. Play. Oh, okay. Sorry to get you excited. All right. I was, I was hoping somebody was hunting robots. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, I don't know. I've never seen that movie. Is uh, that what they do? Do they hunt robots? Yeah, they definitely do. Oh, okay. What about in the next one in Blade Runner 2049? Do they hunt 2049 robots? No. Okay. You should check out the movie, though. Not interested, but thank you. <laughs> I only watch documentaries. That's not true. No, it is. Uh, you know, another funny thing that happened while we were backstage, uh, at least this is funny to me, uh, was I looked over at one point and Pete had taken his glasses off, which I don't know if I've ever seen you with your glasses <laughs> off before. And you were stretching your eyes like they'd been stuck under glasses for years. Yeah. Is that true? I have been wearing glasses for a long time, yeah. Well, you were putting on your comic book club uh, sweatshirt. My hoodie. Your hoodie. Because I promote the show, unlike right. you. <laughs> right, buddy. We got into this beforehand, and Pete was like, you don't promote the show, and I'm like, I'm literally on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about our website and stuff. But you do you usually put it over your head with your glasses on? No. All right, I guess I've never looked over at the right time before. Yeah, I guess so. Well, you this have, is weird. I'm just saying you have beautiful eyes. Oh, wow. Thanks. Justin, hurry back. Alex is getting weird. <laughs> <laughs> is this a live feed to Justin, yeah. our co-host? Yeah. It's going right to him? All right. Justin, we're expecting you Hashtag back. Justin. Hashtag Justin. Get it trending. <laughs> uh, guys, I'm very excited about the guests that we have on the show. He is returning for the second time here. Yeah. He is an author of a new uh, self-help book, uh, I guess. 
Would you call it that? No, but all right. What would you call it? I don't know. I think it's uh, it's pretty awesome. I don't know. If I, <laughs> self-help is, I don't know. I feel. I feel versus, versus self-help. Yeah, I just think it's. Bad. Yeah, I think it's just a great book. It's, it's a help yourself book. There we go. <laughs> all about the freelance life. Ladies and gentlemen, Christian Alawash. Woohoo! Come on out. Yeah, welcome, welcome. Great to have oh. you back. Hello, welcome back. Why don't you pass that book over here, Pete? So we can show one lucky audience Hi, member is going to get that tonight. Yes, one lucky audience member is going to get this book that Pete hid behind his dirty Punisher slippers. Hey, that's not true. Uh, you hid it. I didn't hide it. It's over here in our giveaway section right, just, for the lucky audience members. You put it lying down behind a pile of gross clothes. That's not, they're not gross. Yeah. Well, it makes a good uh, table uh, <laughs> leveler. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Uh, I was actually looking for that. One of the legs on my table is a little shorter the hardcover. The other. I recommend. For that. Yeah, yeah. So definitely if so, hardcover. definitely pick up. It's a living, surviving as a freelancer in the 21st century slash a great uh, table leveler. Yeah, and uh, it is for self helpers. It is. It, it, <laughs> People would you call that it a self help book? Uh, yeah, I, I'd like to think of it as a self help and uh, business. A book for artists. So nice. the last time we had you on, uh, you were talking about your comic, Big Boss. Uh, clearly, yep. you have learned some lessons there about the freelance life, about selling yourself out there uh, that you put into this book, which also is self-published. What's the biggest tip? Like, what's what's the number one tip? You've got to read the book. You can't just get the free information. You gotta uh, all read I'm the saying book. is I don't have a lot of money. And if you could, <laughs> Just break down the biggest tips real quick. Uh, You don't have to do that. But like, what was your big takeaway from making this book? Uh, Well, first of all, um, I've been freelancing for over 17 years. So it wasn't just like, you know, since I've been. Yeah, it wasn't just one book. And then I'm going to write another book about that one book I made. Yeah. (laughs) So um, I had a good sandwich earlier and I'm thinking about writing a book about that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I've been uh, freelancing for a long time, and along the way, um, I had a small press that was sole proprietorship, uh, and then later I uh, ran a corporation that did business as uh, Masterpiece Art School, which was my art wow. school back in Canada. Um, so I've had some business experience, um, and but th- between everything, I've always been freelancing. And actually, freelancing was what really saved me, because when I was... Starting out, I thought I could just uh, self-publish books and sell art in cafes. <laughs> like that was, wow. That's literally what I what I started at as, and then uh, and then I was I became very quickly dead broke, and uh-huh. uh, and be, you know then what happened? I, uh, the the best kind of uh, most creative uh, four years of my life happened, and that was great. Uh, but then um, but I learned a lot, so I've had a couple of uh, businesses, and I've been freelancing, and I just wanted to share. Uh, this journey with other uh, entrepreneurs or uh, ambitious young artists that wanted to make a go of it working for themselves. So uh, the thing that is uh, fascinating about trying to tackle something like this to me is that almost every business is different. Almost every approach to business is different. So how do you take those differing approaches to different professions and try to distill them down in a book like this? Oh, that's a great question. Um, don't that. say things like that. It gives them an ego. <laughs> I, I'm good for the show. Thank you. I, 
I don't know if I really did that. <laughs> I mean, like, I didn't really, I, I don't know if I really considered that aspect of uh, when I was writing it. But I did, I mean... Second I, book, I, you can always write a second <laughs> book. I, I do have a second book planned. Nice. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, how do I... I mean, I did try to make it generalized enough that it's inspiring for for people that are outside, uh, you know, the creative arts. But mostly, it's for creative artists or anybody that's even curious about the freelance artist lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And and there are very interesting anecdotes, especially in the uh, early and and later chapters, uh, that focus uh, on kind of more abstract elements but uh whereas like the middle chapters especially the online freelancing chapter is like very hands-on and like instructive on what you have to say to win projects online and i literally give you my personal template oh nice and i break it down like why i even say hi instead of hello and like and then how you can wait why can, can you give that one away for free why do you say hi instead of hello uh, well, hello is like uh, too formal. <laughs> but, nice. but I also also always add Agreed. the name. Yeah, and I don't say hey; it's too casual, uh, so you you don't know who's on the other side, you know. Um, and then I always try to include the name, and if if the name in a profile is like not like uh, specific, where it's like just initials or something, or looks uh, it sounds odd, then I just leave it as high. I always, whenever I'm sending letters, and Pete knows this from emails, I always say, hey, champ. Is that, (laughs) would you say that's the correct approach or the wrong approach? Say it's Uh, wrong, say it's wrong. In any situation. Well, if you you know if it's like a woman, you can definitely say, hey, sweetheart. Um, (laughs) You can? That's not a good idea. Uh, Toots? Does toots work? Oh, what is happening? Let's stop this now. Uh, can you send a subject ride that says "Re your gabs"? <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> Re your gabs. Your gabs—they're like legs. It's like a, oh, okay. don't worry. Oh, about oh it. my God! This You're so act. creepy, man. This is not an act. What? It's a weird thing to say. Uh, I sent that letter to you. Yeah, I know. And I was offended. Re your gabs to <laughs> at Pete LePage. Oh man, hate tuts. <laughs> what I like to do is I don't put anything in the email. I put it all in the subject. <laughs> just like you know, I'll just in capitals. <laughs> yeah, caps. Just the whole thing. I'm going to say. Yeah. The funniest thing about this is this is not a joke. <laughs> <laughs> it works though. It yeah. does work. You don't have to open my emails to read them. Uh, but I can I can give you true. something a little bit uh, useful right after that, which is like my. Oh, this my... wasn't useful. <laughs> <laughs> well, because that's kind of like sounds generic i think if people are listening to it but uh the very next line is i always uh uh, specify the project but i say i am perfect that's my thing like i i am perfect for your blah 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 project Mm -hmm. because this is my specialty and that's my hook you know like i'm always perfect for every project Uh, but uh what's interesting is i have a friend of mine who is uh, trying to be a writer and it's it's very interesting to me, like, how many jobs you have to take that aren't, like, writing or aren't doing the thing that you uh, want to do so that you can, because he wants to write a novel. He's been working on his novel for years, but he's had to take all these freelance writing gigs that are just so different from that. Uh, and it's just very interesting, the hustle the, and the contests, you know, to kind of give yourself steam enough to kind of get yourself into these, like, mm-hmm. meetings or offices where people, uh, you know, uh, will give you, like, uh, gigs like that. So it's interesting to hear you, you talk about it as well. 
Uh, well, yeah, I, I've had to do a lot of uh, uh, odd jobs that are still in the creative arts. Like, for right. example, when I started out early 2000s, it was kind of the end of like the tech boom. So I was like broke at home with like a, a dial-up connection. I had a free dial-up internet connection, if you can imagine that. I don't know if, how old people are here. But, uh, and then, um, so uh, I started to bid on projects online, but what were available then were like a lot of website design projects. So I learned like coding. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did flash animation when it was popular. Wow. Um, I did a lot of logos, especially mascot logos, which were very popular around that time. Mm-hmm. And then eventually I transitioned to specializing into... Uh, into this kind of the, the subject that I wanted to. So I cut out like the web design services, cut out the fl- uh, flash and so, so on. Uh, and now kind of my niche is I, I help other, other independents uh, create comics and, uh, and illustrations and some graphic designs. I, but I generally don't turn that down to work. <laughs> <laughs> Smart. This might be a little wonky for our comic book talk show, but I'm curious because we are talking about freelance stuff. One of the big issues happening right now, and I don't know if folks out here are familiar with it, but there's a law in California called AB5. Are you familiar with AB5? Oh, I, I, I think I've come across it, but if you can remember oh, Okay, me. yeah, no problem. And I'll, I'll let the folks and the listening folks know as well. So it's this law that's been put forward by a state senator in California, which they have put into action, I believe, or is about to be put into action, that is an effort to combat permalance. So essentially for writers, it says right. you can write... Uh, you can write a maximum of 35 articles... And then beyond that, either the outlet needs to no longer hire you or hire you full time. Yeah, and I have heard of this. And, uh, and I think the big issue, especially for writers, is that they write a lot of short little like 500, yeah. 1,000 word uh, essays for uh, modest money. And that doesn't work for them. And I think like people that are uh, uh, legislating that. Or, uh, have dated ideas of of uh, what the workforce is. Yeah, it sounds like the idea works, but it also sounds too easy to be like, 35 and done, thanks, good luck in life. Yeah, I mean, generally what's actually happened, their goal with the legislation was to say, well, of course, you're writing that much, you should be hired full-time, but right. the companies have been like, great, so no more freelancers is our solution to this. And a lot of people are losing work. Uh, And it is something I I will mention to our listeners all over the country on the podcast uh, that it's legislation that is being considered further places now. So if you see it anywhere... Tell them just no, because that's bad. I think we can agree it's bad legislation. Yeah, right? it doesn't work. But there are some faults in in this this kind of uh, these kind of projects that are like so small, and they're like uh, clickbait type uh, sure. articles. Yeah. Um, so there is an issue with that. I think uh, the way uh, people are monetizing uh, art. Well, I think, and tell me if you disagree with this, but I think one of the things there that I often tell people when we're talking about writing or jobs like that is value yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, don't just take a job to take a job. Take a job and then figure out how much it's going to cost you in terms of time and energy to put into it. Uh, Yeah, and that's actually uh, the the, uh, dealing with clients chapter in It's a Living um, which is the title of my book. I don't know if you mentioned it earlier. Yeah. <laughs> it's a living. I I it's on I I Amazon. <laughs> and uh, um, 
the dealing with clients chapter, I, I go into depth about negotiating with clients. Mm. And um, I try very uh, hard not to vent about that because there is like, uh, um, I mean, clients, you can't live without them. Yeah. So um, so uh, they're cherished. Um, but yeah, um, you can't sell yourself short. And it's like, a, it's a fine line uh, often. And you really have to pick your words uh, like a lawyer, you know, you really have to kind of, every email is like, uh, it's a strategy. Sure. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and this is on sale now. It's self-published, so you can get it on Amazon. You can get it. Wh- where else can you pick it up? Uh, well, it's distributed to, through Ingram as well as a hardcover and it's on drive through comics as well. Nice. All right. Very cool. It is called, full it's, title. It's a Living, Surviving as a Freelancer in the 21st Century, uh, uh, the Ultimate Guide for uh, Artists and Creative Professionals. All right. There nice. you go. Definitely pick that up online. Uh, Pete, you can go back to hiding this like you wanted to. And um, we're going to move I'm not, on. I'm not going to hide it. All right. I, I just it it's sit in. awkwardly and grossly in your lap on your crotch. <laughs> no, it wasn't gross until you said it was. I mean, you're the one who did it. <laughs> We're going to move on with our next section, which we like to call the stack. Yeah. And in the stack, we're going to talk about a couple of books that came out this very week. But before we do that, let's talk about a special deal with comics, Pete. What do you think? Yeah, let's do it. Speaking of comics. (laughs) That's how uh, Pete was like, how are we going to get into this bit? How are we going to smoothly segue? (laughs) And Zalvin's like, don't worry, I got it. I'll say, speaking of comics, I came up with a better way of segueing it than you just torpedoed it. You're damn right I did. Thanks, Pete. This is why we've been uh, slowly dissoluting our partnership over the course of 14 years. Uh, So uh, this is actually a deal from uh, Zika's Viral Comics, who is one of our Patreon supporters for a very, very long time. Yeah, they've been supporting us for a long time, so it's nice to be able to give back to them a little bit. Yeah, so uh, he uh, sent out a deal. This is for listeners of Comic Book Club, so I'm just going to plug this here. Uh, And uh, if there's some lines in this that uh, really make me angry, so I'm looking forward oh, yeah. to reading this so out this loud. Is, uh, not only is this is a great deal, it's pissing Pete off, so it's a great deal for it's me, It's a twofer too. for some people. <laughs> it's a twofer. Or maybe it'll ruin it for some others. Uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, buy any comics from Zika's viral... Co- Where are you going? I'm going to punch you for the shit that you <laughs> fucking worked out. I didn't do this. Yes, you did. No, get away from me. No, you definitely set this up. You think Zika's viral comics I put that wording in there? I absolutely did not. They did he, this. He completely did this on his own. No way. I'll tell you what. Punch our Patreon members. That's we not... Should, that's, I'm not going to do that. They're nice people. Let's have that as a level. You did... You're telling $2 tip charge of the show. $5, <laughs> you get a thank you on the show, plus invitation to Buddy uh, to the monthly You're telling night. me you had nothing to do with this. How much should we do for Get Punched by Pete? <laughs> That nobody like one dollar, no one dollar. It's ridiculous. People love it. Uh, <laughs> love it. Uh, all right, so read the thing, and then you tell me that that wasn't you. I, it wasn't me. I swear to God. Swearing your children. Uh, you know. Yeah, it was you. It was you. You're getting punched. Read. No, I paused. <laughs> yes, I paused because you no. know. You know. No. That. You know that. Read thing. it. <laughs> Read and take your punches like a man, you asshole. Pete, you know that doesn't mean anything if I swear on my children. <laughs> I'll throw them right under that bus. Yeah, that's true. You do throw your children under the bus yeah, all the time. But God, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. No. <laughs> 
Anyway, buy any comics from Zika's Viral Comics. Uh, it's on eBay. You can just do a search for Zika's Viral Comic. That's Z-I-K-A Viral Comics. Should be easy to find. Uh, just You have to send a message before you pay for any of the comics. This is what's been pissing Pete off. The two messages are <clears throat> No Time for Arrow or I Love Frankencastle. Uh, and you can send either of them. You must send those messages before you, you pay. You did on. that. I did not do that. I swear on my children. <laughs> uh, he'll take 10% off the purchase price, excluding shipping of whatever you buy. Uh, also, he mentions combined shipping is available. is generally $0.50 cents a dollar for trades. East extra unslapped book, up to 10 books. Then no additional shipping charge after that, regardless of how many are bought. And most comics are listed at 50% of book value. I'll periodically select some comics to send at $0.99 cent auction starting price, Again, that's Zika's Virals Comics, and you have to use the message before you pay either No Time for Arrow or I Love Frankencastle. Great deal, great service, great phrases. Ooh. Uh, Pete, how do you feel tonight's the last night of Arrow for uh, this to happen to you? Yeah. Oh. yeah, it's funny how that worked out. I'm sure it's all Zika that planned it's this. It's all Zika. You were a fucking lying son of a bitch. Let's kick it off with the stack. First one to talk about. Oh, this is going to go wrong immediately. Yep. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man number 38 from Marvel <sighs> Comics. Uh, now, a bunch of villains in the Marvel Universe are betting on Spider-Man. They're setting up bets. But what they've decided to do is, because usually you have the arcade situation of, like, Spider-Man loses, the villains win. Villains lose. Spider-Man wins. Obviously, it takes down arcade. They're like, no, no, no. Let's bet on different things because, of course, Spider-Man's going to win. But how many times are they going to shoot him? How many times are they going to punch him? And they have a little bit of fun there. And I thought this book was super fun. I had a good time with it. We talked a little bit, without getting into spoilers, about a comic that's coming out uh, from Marvel tomorrow that I had some quibbles with the journalism in. Mm-hmm. Here, J. Jonah Jameson is working for a clickbait journalism place oh. uh, that does clickbait headlines run by Nora Winters. That Does that bother you at all? That seemed accurate to me. Oh, wow. That seemed accurate to I me. I thought they captured J. Jonah Jameson really well in this book. I thought Perfectly. that part was fun. And there's a fun twist here where he, for a while now, he's known who Spider-Man is. He knows his identity oh, yeah. uh, and is now his biggest fan and supporter. But the way that he's doing it in this arc is just blowing up his spot and ruining everything for him oh, by okay. putting all of these headlines on his clickbait journalism site, okay. uh, which I think is a fun twist. Yeah. But what Sounds upset good. me about this book... Oh, here we go. Because Nick Spencer, who famously made Captain America uh, Hydra agent, and it was fucking upsetting, then has uh, uh, this thing where the character holds up, like, look, uh, Captain America is still Hydra, and, like, won't fans freak out? Like, there's nothing better than fucking with people and I was like, Nick Spencer, you evil son of a bitch. You couldn't just let it fucking slide. You have to keep bringing this shit He's up. He's being self-aware. He's having fun. He's oh, he's great. Himself. Yeah, just playing with everybody's emotions. Remember when I made everybody so angry? Uh, that was literally like one panel in the entire book. That ruined the entire book for you? Yes. Yes, it did. I had to put it down and be like, you know what? Uh, you review this comic. We're going to talk about it on the show. It's important that you keep reading it. You can't just protest it and fucking not finish reading it because of this bullshit. Really? You said that to yourself? Have you met yourself? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. All right. 
Uh, there we go. I thought it was good. You think don't pick it up because you want a panel, right? Yeah, exactly. Don't fucking pick up this piece of shit. Don't encourage this fucking bullshit. Uh, you know, he's not good at writing. <laughs> Jesus, that's awful. Well, how do you really feel? Yeah. yeah. Have exactly. you, what were your feelings? You regularly read some comics. Did you read any of the Hydra Cap stuff? Did you have any thoughts on that? Uh, the old, is that like the old one where like uh, Cap was part of Hydra? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, would you say uh, old? Like, like a year ago? Two years ago? Yeah, it was uh, like two years ago. No, I don't read like the the new stuff. I'm kind of like more of an indie guy. I kind of support sure. uh, peers, and uh, that's nice of you. Yeah, and I, it's I, yeah, I try not to support too much uh, Marvel and DC stuff. Because they get enough support. It's, yeah, yeah well, that's yeah. what I figure. Yeah, actually, the, one of the debates. I don't know. I don't want to get too off track, but like one of the debates. No, that's please, our show is that's literally our show off is track all, we do. all the time. That's the theme. Uh, well, I mean, I think there's less of this now, but like at conventions, you know, our our independent artists that do prints of, uh, <laughs> uh, and I maybe I may have some friends that might not agree with my opinion, but hey. Um, but some artists that do prints of uh, popular characters without licensing rights mm-hmm. um, just to, I guess, make their table costs, okay? So that's right. the argument. Right. Um, but that makes it extremely, not extremely, but like it makes it harder for individuals like myself that creates authentic, like original content. Right. And it would, I mean, and I do it legally. <laughs> yeah. So... Um, I don't know. I mean, what what are your feelings about that? Well, Have you ever had that's, it's tough. I think. Can I interrupt? This is Pete's advice. Probably is set them on fire. Yeah. Okay. That was my. First uh, I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> oh, that okay. wasn't. I'm that wasn't going to say. Well, I. You know, I wasn't sure where it was going. There's a couple things. I mean, one, it sucks that like as conventions are getting bigger and more popular, it seems like the comics keep getting pushed more to the side, which is upsetting. Right. Um, you know, there's so much other things going on, which is cool. For maybe not comic book fans, but for people who are going to conventions and wanting maybe something else. You know, it's a nice, like, there's something for everybody at conventions, which is great. But also, it's just sad to see that, like, uh, you know, if Artist Alley is not well prominent or if, like, there is just, like, so many other things that, like, the people who are selling comic books or work on comic books don't get the spotlight that they deserve, you know? But there's also something to be said of like, here's an artist who's trying to make a name for himself and like, hey, for five, ten bucks, I can draw Spider-Man on the Empire State Building with a picture of your mom. You know, like whatever. Well, half as good as the professionals. Right, right. You know, so it's like, I understand that because it's like, hey, I'm trying to cut my teeth. I'm trying to make my table cost. Like, I'm not going to get mad at that, you know. But if it's something that like you're taking somebody else's art and then kind of just putting your name on it, that's kind of upsetting. I, I don't mean to interrupt you. That was a very impassioned thing. I just got stuck on one thing. Did you Have you seen that? Is somebody drawing pictures of Spider-Man with your mom? <laughs> no, I'm just saying that oh, like okay. usually when you go to Artist because Alley, someone be like, hey, can you draw, uh, you know, whatever, one woman or an invisible jet. Hey, can you draw, you know, like the, here uh-huh. I have a picture of my brother. It really mean a lot to him since you drew Hellboy. Can you put my brother's face on Hellboy? Whatever. Like Damn. I'm sure they get crazy yeah. shit. Sure. The, I, so would, that's all I, I would love it, though, if somebody had a very specific stand. <laughs> we'll draw Spider-Man with your mom, and you go up, and you're like, uh, actually, I, I I just have a dad. I love it with my dad. And he's like, no, sorry. <laughs> he's like, I only draw moms. You'll have to go somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> actually, I have done commissions like that, but not at conventions. 
uh, where I, you know, like I, I get requests like to to draw family members for presents. So I'll do like a poster of. Oh, see, that's yeah. awesome. Oh, Spider-Man, with yeah. Spider Man or without Spider Man? No, it's like that, like some loved one as Spider Man. Oh, oh really? Cool. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. Or Spider Woman or yeah. whatever. Do you, and you do other than moms as well. That, that I actually I'm perfect for those kind of jobs, and it's my specialty. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, there we go. Let's move on to our second comic in the. St- oh, now you're putting it up because you like that joke. I see what you did. No, it, uh, fe- it fell down. I laughed so hard, and I was just putting it back up. <laughs> oh, okay. You fucking, you're just an evil person. <laughs> you're just fucking evil, man. I mean, listen, we've talked about this already. Justin isn't here, so the buffer zone is gone. <laughs> So it's all needles all the time. Uh, Fantastic Four number 18, also from Marvel Comics. Now, there is a big, huge retcon that Dan Slott has been doing to the Fantastic Four. Turns out the cosmic rays that hit them weren't accidental. They were on purpose. They were by design. There was somebody who was attacking them. And they, in turn, have gone to find out what's going on with this. They've discovered that this dude has done it to a lot of other creatures, and specifically in this issue, Ben Grimm goes after it because he's like, what the fuck? You fucked up my life. Yeah. So I'm going to fuck you up. Yeah. You how'd turn you, me into How'd you thing. feel about this, Pete? This was a great, great comic. It's, uh, this was uh, uh, Dan Slott's writing the crap out of this. I, I thought this was a really amazing issue. It had some real heart in it. It was really funny. Classic kind of Dan Slott. I, I, I really appreciated this book, and I thought it was fun because it's like, yeah, you, know, you don't really think about it. Like, oh, some cosmic Rays turn them into Fast and Forward, but like, where the fuck did that come from? So it's a nice kind of like, uh, you know, examination. I mean, it. I always thought the cosmos, but I guess not. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm still kind of mixed about this. I want to see how the storyline pans mm-hmm. out because it is such a huge change to make something that was accidental and has affected so many years of history into something purposeful. Um, I do wonder how that pans out and changes the characters intrinsically as you go forward. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, every issue that he writes is good and solid. He has a love for the characters that comes through. Um, But a lot of this is going to be about how it finishes up, I think. Right, yeah, like most comics. Uh, But also I think that like, there was a real interesting thing with... Uh, you know, uh, Mr. Fantastic being like, hey, Johnny Storm, like, we just got here. You're, like, a little too involved too early. And I think that was kind of cool to kind of, like, call him out a little bit on that. All right. Uh, last one to talk about, also from Marvel Comics, Marauders number six. This is taking place in the X-Men line. Kitty Pride, now called Kate Pride, is a pirate. She is doing... A badass a pirate. Badass pirate. She's doing mutant-related piratey things Mm -hmm. with her pirate crew, uh, and everything goes wrong this issue with a heart-stopping moment that you wouldn't believe right at the end. Yeah, it's fucked up. It is very fucked up, very upsetting. How are you doing? Kitty Pryde's one of your favorite. Yeah, I I think we could spoil it, right? So most of this book, I think Jerry Dugan is doing such a great job of making it this really fun hangout book. Like, there's a very... I was trying to think of the right word, but it's like it's almost like a hangdog vibe to it where everybody's like, I don't fucking know what's going on with this. There's a bunch of villains. Let's just hit them with our swords, get through this, so we can just go on to the next thing and do our jobs, which I love that tone. He's nailing that really well. But at the end, it turns out Sebastian Shaw, the Black King, has been building this whole plan because he doesn't like the fact that Kitty Pride 
two things about her. One, she is the red queen for the new island nation of Krakoa, but she also can't enter Krakoa for some reason, and nobody knows why. That's one of the big mysteries of the series. So Sebastian Shaw is like, you know what? You've been rejected by mutant society. It's going to be better for everybody if I just take you off the board if I kill you. So he takes Lockheed, her cute little dragon, puts him in a net. Oh, that killed me. Throws him in the ocean. And then takes Kitty Pride and ties her up with something that doesn't allow her to phase. Throws her in the ocean. She's like, well, I'm going to come back because all mutants come back. And he's like, no, you can't get to Krakoa. So you're not going to resurrect or anything like that. You're dead. Nice knowing you. And that's how they end. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, I know they're going to be fine. I know they're going to How do you know that? Because I've read comic books before. <laughs> yeah, but you don't know how this comic's going to end. Sure, but they do the work here to make you feel like they are dying, and mm-hmm. that's the important part. Yeah. <laughs> what? That's a fucked up thing to say. It's true. Yeah, I just hope that it's not true, especially with Lockheed. That was really just uh If they kill blood. Kitty Pride, I'm done with comics entirely. Oh! They wouldn't do it. Bold that. statement. They, they wouldn't do no, it. That would be funny to see you have to hold up that your end and also host a comic book talk show. Do you want to do like a blood pact or something? No. And we can slice our palms? No. That's Let's the, just... That's I, the, there's a recording of this. I, we uh, can just play it back and say you said I will that. go get a knife right now. We can slice our palms and rub the blood together no. as some sort of blood pact. Nope. We've talked about this. Why do people do that? I don't know. It's just it's really like dumb, especially to cut your hand like that on a useful part. you got to use part. your hand every day. Yeah, like the, the top of your finger would be so much smarter. Right, or the back of your hand. Yeah. You use that to pick up things a lot less. Yeah. Do you have any, do you have any <laughs> Christian, want to weigh in on this um, one? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. <laughs> no That's comment. the correct answer. I was going to say something like way off color, like uh, maybe syringes are better. But that's like no, they are better. That's not all color. You're right. Slicing your palm, which everybody does in every supernatural show, makes no sense. Yep. Get it together. I think great neither, suggestion. Neither, that was neither, good. neither are good. No, that neither was great. Good. That was great. You're doing great, and you're doing great. And that's it for the stack. Yeah. All right, folks. We are going to move on to our next section, which is my favorite section because you make it up. It's your audience questions. <laughs> That are going to come out to you all. And You're going to ask your questions. And, Pete, what do you want to say? Well, I just wanted to ask you how we're going to do this. Uh, is he going to pick his favorite question that gets the book? All right, great. That's what we've been doing for 14 years. You're a piece uh, of shit. Yeah, so choose. Just listen to the questions. Okay. Choose your favorite question. Uh-huh. And that person will get the copy of your book. All right. Ooh. Sound good? At the end. In case that wasn't clear. But I think that was clear. All right, Kevin, let's go over to you. I saw your hand up first. What's your question? I'm going to ask uh, the reverse of what Pete mentioned earlier. What is a comic, or if you want to change it, what is a movie, where you're like, okay, yeah, I, this is okay, I'm not really loving it, and then there's just the one panel you absolutely adore. Oh, yeah. Or a movie with like just the one scene you just love. Interesting. That's a great a question. Movie, or, I mean, just briefly, one? if I could say, like, I think most films or most comics only have one or two things that are really great. And if, if, if any film or comic do one thing that's, like, phenomenal, mm-hmm. like, that's the one thing that you, makes you want to rewatch it. Yeah. Like, for me, like, especially comedies, it's like, I, if I want to rewatch a comedy, I just think of, like, if there's, like, one scene that I'm really looking forward to reliving. So I think it's the same for comics. If it's, uh, 
it's usually one panel. But with comics, sometimes you notice other things, like films, I guess. Yeah, yeah. same thing. Uh, do you um, have any answer, Pete? Yeah, I do. I, I, I also just wanted to say kind of on that a little bit, like sometimes a movie can suck, but if it ends well, uh, like it makes me really go back. Like for me, Bulletproof like uh, had such a great ending. Uh, bulletproof? Ooh, not Bulletproof. Uh, what's that? Was, oh, Death Proof. That's what I'm thinking of. Death Proof. Oh, okay. Uh, had such a badass ending that it really kind of made... I mean, it was a good movie overall, but like that ending was uh, just so fantastic. Makes me watch it over and over again. Yeah. Um, I would say the panel, for me, uh, and we talked about this on the show, in Schism, the comic book, uh, when Wolverine oh, walks yeah. past that picture, oh. uh, it was just such a... Uh, walks past that picture? There was like a picture of the hallway, and I think it's like... Um, this uh, the, and it has like Jean Grey or something on it, and it just like causes him to pause for a little bit, and it's just like so, so powerful. That's Maybe crazy that you mentioned that and not the best panel in Schism, which is so. Schism is about like Cyclops and Wolverine having ideological differences about the future of the X Men, right. and I always get this quote wrong, but this is how I remember it, regardless. But they're just standing on the beach of the island off San Francisco where they've been living. There's this sentinel that's been coming towards them and is getting ready to kill them. And they're just fighting, fighting, fighting about their different ideology, about the X-Men. And in the middle of it, Wolverine... It's Wolverine, right? Does anybody remember this? I think it's Wolverine turns to Cyclops and says... She never loved you anyway. Yep. <laughs> and Cyc- it cuts back to Cyclops, and you just see his face scratch up, and the next panel is them murdering each other. Mm-hmm. And it's this thing where just like, it, it, to the point, like, Schism is fine. It's a fun comic. Jason Aaron wrote it. He's always very good at writing. Yep. But it's that one... The art's really good, too. The art's very good as well. But it is that one scene that I think about all the time when I think about Cyclops and Wolverine that just like... At any moment, that bomb could drop that could destroy both of them, and it's great. Well, there's a long history there. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and it's incredible when you can get that long history and then distill it down into one line that almost seems to come out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, but that's great. Um, any other answers? One panel or one scene? Well, the cover. You know, like usually it's more the cover, I think, with comics than it is a panel. I think, I mean, I've bought lots of. Comics just based on the cover. Yeah, and I I would they crack them open do that. and they could you suck inside, but yeah. the cover's just so good. Mm-hmm. All right, there we go. Hopefully that was an all right answer. Do we have another question from anybody about anything? You're going to get some free comics. Free question comics. about anything can be about comics, about movies, about you know food, like great places to free, uh, yeah. freelancing. That's writing more a appropriate. Book. Yeah, yeah, writing. Anybody? No? Nothing? Nobody wants a free book? Well, let's see. What was your favorite question, Christian? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which was your favorite? Uh, so uh, just a reminder, there's a question about the favorite best panel. Favorite panel or mo- yeah. movie yeah. scene. All right, here we go. And that's, there you go. <laughs> All right. Really? Nobody don't, else? Don't fight for it. No yeah. questions? Please don't fight for it. All right. That's it for your audience questions. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> they just Thank wanted you. Kevin to win. That's yeah. what the audience was like. You know what? That was such a great question. Yeah. We wanted to learn There was a lady in the back who was like, well, I fucking give up. Oh. That's it. That question was too good. Yep. She's just back there sobbing right now because Kevin's question was so good. So I hope you enjoy yeah. the book, Kevin. Now I feel bad for the lady in the back that you've just told everybody was crying in the back. <laughs> it's not true. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, well, anyway, uh, why don't we move on to our next section, which is trivia. And for that, I'm going to turn it over to Mr. Pete LePage. All right. This is the part we give back to you, the lovely audience. Thank you so much for showing up. It's an opportunity to win 25 free dollars in the form of a gift card to Midtown Comics. Because if you had 25 bucks, you go to a comic book shop. Who would like 25 free dollars? Simple raising of your hand. I know we're asking you to raise your hand again. Which isn't very popular. There yes, casual hand up guy. Come on down. There we thank go. you, sir. Come over here. Please. Thank you. Thank you very much. What is your name, sir? Adam. Adam, audience, audience, Adam. All right. Uh, today's trivia is on topical comic and gaming news. Okay? Listen to the question, listen to all three possible answers, get all three questions right. $25 yours. All right, Adam, I believe in you. All right, here we go. In the new Shadow of Batgirl book, written by Sarah Kuhn, who is the main character? Is it A, Cassandra Kane? <laughs> is it B, Barbara Gordon? Or is it C, Clark Gregg? Hey, Cassandra Kane. You are correct, sir. $25, wow. almost yours. So close. <laughs> Here we go. Question number two. Where is the first ever Atari-themed hotel going? Is it A, I'm very excited about this. Is it A, Tokyo, Japan? B, Phoenix, Arizona? Or is it C, Gary Cole? So it's either A or it's B. What, what happened to C? Uh, C is uh, uh, it's not a real viable answer. I'm not, <laughs> don't pick C. Let's go with B. B is correct. Oh, I almost gave it away. You got one more question left. Whoo! That was close. I almost gave it to you. All right, here we go. Question number three. Jason Aaron is excited to feature what character in his Avengers book? Is it A, Moon Knight? Is it B, Hit Monkey? Or is it C, Lee Garlington? So it's either A, and you win $25, or you can pick something else and be completely wrong. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go with A. A is correct. $25 right. yours, sir. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Great job. Uh, and now, I know I said audience questions is my favorite part of the show because you make it up, but this is actually my favorite part of the show, yeah. where I get to reveal that Pete has been hiding a quiz inside of his quiz. This is a, this is a fun thing that he does where <laughs> the third answers of his questions, I, I can hardly believe it myself, are actors from a movie with Robin Williams. That's right. That's crazy. Yep. That's great. That's very on topic. Uh, yep. Pete, what were the three actors... This week. Clark Gregg. Right. From Ga Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Right. Gary Cole. Gary Cole, also from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Who's and the Lee one? Garlington. Lee Garlington, also from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm. I'm going to say this is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Is that correct? Nope. All right. Uh, of those three actors, then, not Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. somehow, which I think Robin Williams was on, uh, what, uh, what movie is this? Anybody? Anybody? Yeah, yeah. Ooh, over here. Wait, hold on. What uh, what Robin Williams movie confusingly is this? Is it Patch Adams? It is not Patch Adams. Ooh, Ooh it's a good guess. That's a good, it's a good guess. guess. Does it... anybody else have a guess of what Robin Williams movie it is? Mm -hmm. And just remember, this is a is comic book. This is a comic book show, huh. so it's Don't not confuse them. so it's not applicable at all to no, what Pete is not. talking about. No. But it kind of. You know, because of the place that he works in the movie, uh -huh. 
Um, what happy hour to do photo? With, yes. Oh, really? Yeah, you got it right. <laughs> Wait, where were you going with that? I was just going to say there's pictures in comic books. Oh, okay. And there's a photo I think place. that's actually what made me figure it out. Yeah. Which was it? One, One hour, hour photo. photo. Oh, yeah. Again, you have to remember this has nothing to do with comic books, and it's yeah. uh, nonsensical. I, that's the one all I right, let's move on. As we all know, tomorrow <laughs> is new comic book day. We recommend you go to Midtown Comics because they've been nice enough to sponsor the show. Pete, what are you looking forward to? Well, uh, I'm very much looking forward to this book. I'm very excited. I ju- didn't know that this was coming out, and I'm super pumped about it. Deadpool the End. Written by Joe Kelly. Joe Kelly is coming back Ooh. and writing Deadpool. I'm very excited about that. That is awesome. That yeah. is very exciting. Uh, uh, there's a ton of great stuff coming out tomorrow, but I'm really looking forward to Something is Killing the Children, Ooh, number that's five, a that's a for Boom Studios. This is a great, great horror title about a... It's not exactly Buffy the Vampire slayer but like it's a monster hunter yeah, I mean, who comes to a town, to is like trying that. to find out what is killing the children... Spoiler, it's an enormous, horrific monster that's killing the children. It all goes down this issue. Uh, but what they're building up in the background is this funny, weird, fascinating mythology. We'll have a review of that on our Stack podcast that goes up Wednesdays at 9 a.m. The uh, writing's will be unbelievable, but the art alone is worth picking up. Yeah, this it's book. written by James Tyner IV and uh, illustrated by Werther Del Eddy or Daria. Del Adaria. I don't know why I'm looking at you, but there we go. Uh, but yeah, uh, definitely check that out. It is a awesome title. Christian, what do you want to plug? What should people be checking out from you? I don't know if you heard, but <laughs> <laughs> I have a new book. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, where should people check it out again? Um, well, I mean, uh, the Big Boss comic, which is uh, on Instagram, at Big Boss Comic, is still up, and uh, and you could read it for free uh, on Instagram. Nice. Um, yeah, and... Um, the uh, yeah the the book uh, it's a living is on Amazon and um, uh, that's, that's that and like uh, drive through comics but cool. it's uh, definitely on Amazon Kindle there's hardcover and softcover softcover feels great <laughs> it's like it's got a nice uh, uh, cream uh, interior which I'm happy about good quality paper nice yeah, yeah. I like a good quality yeah. paper that's yeah. awesome yeah as a self publisher like for uh, over 20 years because I've I self published my first graphic novel in high school I was uh, 18 wow. and uh, so I I have a lot of fond memories of going to the printers printing uh, picking out paper negotiating <laughs> you know uh, so um, I like uh, I appreciate uh, print. Awesome. We'll definitely check all of that out. A couple of things from us before we wrap up here. As we kind of teased a little bit earlier, we do have a Patreon if you want to support this show and other shows we do. Patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a bunch more podcasts that are going on right now. Ooh, boy. So many podcasts. Uh, first one I'll mention, we're just getting to the point where we're wrapping up Chilling Podcast of Sabrina or Chilling Adventures of Sabrina podcast. One We've more been recapping ep- part three. What? One more app left. One more app left to go. How are you feeling? You okay, I'm, Pete? I'm very scared. That last, that seventh uh, episode made me very angry. Yeah, I know it did. You were yelling at me a lot last night. Yep. Uh, also, Riverdale After Dark, our Riverdale podcast is back, and we recap that show every week. Uh, one that we're very excited about, we have a new podcast called Lock and Key Unlocked, which is counting down to the new Netflix series. What we've been doing is we've been recapping every volume of the series, and if you subscribe specifically to the Lock and Key Unlocked feed, because we've been rolling out some of the episodes of the Comic Book Club feed, 
We have some special interviews there. We did a new hour-long interview with Gabriel Rodriguez, the artist of Lock and Key. It was so much fun to catch up with him again and talk to him about the Netflix show, about the series, what's coming next. Uh, We also have a replay podcast with Joe Hill, the writer of the series, coming up. Uh, We found an old show of ours that we did with him, added a new intro and outro, and so that should be going up there. And then just last night, we did an interview with uh, Chris Ryle, uh, the editor of Lock and Key, that should be going up sometime next week. So in among all of that, we also have the Lock and Key episodes as they come out on February 7th that we'll be recapping. So lots of exciting stuff, particularly for us, because we love Lock and Key we going do. on there. Pete, what else do you want to plug? Friend us on Facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have on our show. On Twitter, you can follow us at Comic Book Live, iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice. And please comment on iTunes in particular because that helps us out quite a bit. ComicBookClubLive.com for this podcast and more. A couple of people we want to thank before we go. We want to thank Christian for being on the show. Yeah, thank you. Boothman Prime. Boothman Prime. But most of all, we want to thank you, Hall. We're here every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Totally free. Please tell your friends good night. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for coming out. We really appreciate it. Let's go.